prostate sounds like? Oh yes, sweetheart. Hold on. Place of hell is the basically the place of cleaning of your soul. Uh, your it's like when you die, your your soul gets put in the washing machine, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean, and it's getting clean. Watchman Radio. Watchman Radio. Representing East Coast Watchmen Radio. 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 Watcher Radio represent East Coast Live Radio out of Florida. I am on the East Coast and I am representing a place with not much toast. It's not particularly good around here for breakfast. The grits. Uh, Wolfenstein, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Rich. Uh, do we have Brother Allen on? What's up, Rich? All right, what's up, Rich? That's my name, Rich. And you heard their names, so rock on. All right, so praise God. We're going to touch on something today, which is Maria's dream that she just had. We did multiple broadcasts warning of a coming famine. Uh, I get it. There's been many warnings over the years where people have missed it. Uh, become prophetic clowns. Uh, and it's sad because I've watched it over the years. And I don't think I've fallen into that category. And I don't think I will here either because this is Maria's dream. So she'll go down for it. Now, yeah, let her go down for it. So she had, <laughs> it's got a time frame on it, guys. That's the problem. And he, let me let me explain something to you about Maria, all right? Um, and why I'm quite concerned about this recent. You know, let me bring it up on the screen. How do I do that? Uh, okay, I have it up on the screen. Uh, I hope, I hope it is, but we're going to look at it. Prophetic warning. Now this dream, she received it on 10, 16, 2023. And it's kind of ironic because we already had warning messages, um, about a coming famine and she didn't even know it. So, because she was at work and whatnot, so she didn't hear those shows. But I don't. Me, Alan, and I could. I think Wolfenstein too was on them. We did uh, the Sound of the Millstone and a show called Staff of Bread. And you know, I just had the unction to get those words out. All right. Now, 
It wasn't backed up with the dream. So the dream came later, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of the icing on the cake. Now, um, Maria in the past has gotten dreams accurately with dates. And you know what? She's probably the only person I've ever known. And I've been around the prophetic movement, as many of you know, for many years. I used to have all my prophetic dreams on uh, Summer's site years ago. Remember? I uh, can't remember the website, but um, Bill Summers. Now, so I've been around the prophetic movement for many years. I know people that have missed it, and I get it. It's embarrassing. And I get it like the other oil gusher prophets, you remember them all coming around, the bowels of hell being opened, that other nitwit. Uh, he looked like a complete fool. The bowels of hell have been opened. They will not be shut. And the Lord just showed, told me it will be shut. Okay, you can listen to my shows, my archives. And guess what? The oil gusher was shut down. So they all look like boneheads, right? Terrible. I know it's terrible. And then you have to try to succeed after that. Like, oh, I, I kind of didn't mean that. Yeah, you did mean it, bruh. So you missed it prophetically. You should renounce it, ask the Lord to forgive you for it, and move on. That's the way I look at it. It's that simple. And if you don't want to do that, and you want to just hold on to believing that you are right about it, you're going to have issues. And one of those issues are going to be is you're going to look like a prophetic clown. So I say don't look like a prophetic clown. Um, look like you're a person that's humble enough to understand that it's possible to miss it. And you made a mistake. You got ahead of your ski, so to say. I get it. I get it. I, I you know, I very really miss it. <laughs> right? Alan, do I miss it a much or no? Every but, now and then you miss it, but I'm not personally keeping a scorecard. Over oh, really? Uh, All right. When did I miss it, bruh? I, I don't know. I can't tell. I know what you want to say. You want to say the unction that I got for Bill Barr, right? Well, guess no, what? No, um, the one time, look, the only mistake, you know, in the Christian life that I can think of that you ever made was uh, one particular mistake. And it's not a, I mean, I personally joined you in making that mistake, but then later on I realized it was a mistake and I came to you and I told you, hey, I think we missed it in that joke that we told to each other and we should not have that attitude. That's the one mistake I can think of that you definitely made and you agreed with me on it. So as for your prophetic track record, I'm not personally keeping score, but I can't remember when you did make a mistake about that. Okay, so, so all right. Alan's got me rabbit holed over there. I don't know what he's talking about, but um, <laughs> prophetically, what do you what do you view me as prophetically? You know me accurate. a while now, huh? You're accurate. You're pretty, accurate. I'm pretty accurate by the grace of God, right? Yes, by the now, grace of God, you are grace to be. Yes, and it's because of dreams. If the Lord, well, not always. I've had unctions, like when Hurricane Dorian was approaching Mar-a-Lago. 
and everybody was saying it's going to destroy uh, Southern Florida. I had the unction at 2.30 in the morning. I have a picture of it on my wall. I said it will turn and hook around and go out to sea and die, right? People attacked Lord, me. And also yeah. that Joe Biden dream you had of him, uh, him and Jill Biden digging up bodies uh, and taking Polaroid pictures of them. Uh, and and you accurately interpreted that as being uh, stealing the election, election right. fraud. Yeah. All right. So and praise by the, God. Yeah. There's, go ahead. By the grace of God, I because of dreams and because of the small, still voice of the unction of word and knowledge, I have been accurate. Um, uh, I'm not hearing as much as I would like at this time, but I did had one dream recently about. The Lord showing me also fishing as a way of provision in a time of famine. I know it's not the greatest, but it, it confirms Maria's dream because she also had the same dream at the end of this dream. Kind of like a capper of context. Now, what I was getting to, which, by the way, um, the... Uh, what, uh, me bringing up some of the words I had in the past that that were accurate is really not important right now because it's really Maria's dream that we have to focus on. And she is, like I said, the only person I know that has had accurate dates. And I'm going to give you an example. And you could test her. Message her on, on Facebook for the evidence. She has the evidence to prove to you that she gets dates. That's why I'm concerned about this dream. Because if I didn't know that, that she's been accurate with dates before, I would shrug this off. I would say, ah, I've seen those before. <laughs> I'm going to steer clear from that one because dates can be troubling, right? Now, but let me explain to you why she's been accurate. Now, in the Philippines, when she was doing the crusades over there with Carl Henderson, that was for a while, right? Doing the crusades, healing and deliverance all throughout the Philippines. Um, we were having battles with the uh, embassy and whatnot for her papers. There was mistakes. Uh, she prayed for an answer from the Lord. She fasted. When she would leave the Philippines, this was early on. And she saw a plaque on, she has. She actually drew a picture of the plaque. She will provide that evidence to you if you ask her. She has it somewhere. And in the plaque was a date. I think it was like nine dash whatever, so on. And I said, that's a date. I said, yeah, write it down, lay it on the table, and surely it shall come to pass. So that's what she did. She wrote the vision. She made it plain to see. And time went on and we had one of the numbers wrong and and it was one of the numbers wasn't completely when it didn't come to pass if I got a dream was not accurate but then she prayed an elderly man that showed up at her gate like an angel I said grab him so she gave him a cup of water and she said give me the answer of when I'm leaving she asked the old man and the old man said, you have it already. And then he disappeared. This is true. Stop. <laughs> God is my witness. This happened. And 
I said, well, he said you have the answer. It must. Let's look at the numbers again. So it turns out we had, it wasn't an eight, it was a nine. So I said, you're leaving next month. We're, we were off for a month. When you look at it, you don't have the top little thing closed. It's not an eight, it's a nine. So that's why he said you have the answer already. It must be a nine. So guess what? That date came around next month. She gets the call. Boom. She's on the plane. She leaves on that day. And she can prove it to you. She has the picture of the thing she drew with the date time stamped. And she has the picture of her passport stamped on the day that she's leaving. I would challenge you you to get the proof from her. Okay? I challenge you to get it. Because you're going to be quite surprised. Okay? So, she has a prophetic track record of accurate dates in dreams. Can we say that's established, gentlemen? Yes. Wolfenstein? Stakenstein? Stakenstein? That's what um, I was thinking it about. Sounds like, it sounds like um, you know, she had a very accurate date on that dream. So, yeah, you know, it's a precedence that, uh, you know, beside that, she's had other prophetic dreams, right? She's that had other prophetic dreams. She was shown when, when uh, quite frankly, when COVID hit up north and everybody was down south, like praising God that they were safe. Uh, she had a dream where COVID was driving down south, literally. And then she started to warn people that it's coming there because they thought like, hey, it's, it's warm weather. It won't come here. And that's what everybody thought originally way back, right? Well, guess what? Her dream was accurate. It started to hit down south after that. So, yeah. And people didn't receive it. You know, I, one thing I notice: people don't receive things that are true. Like they mock it. Like when I had when I had the unction from the Spirit of God that Hurricane Dorian was going to hook. And I, have, you know, the one thing I do is I take pictures of everything on my wall because <clears throat> I know the enemy, the algorithms don't like accurate prophetic voices. They tried to scrub me of my 2016 prediction. When I went back and looked, it was gone, but I have a picture of it. <laughs> yep, I have a picture of it. So even though they scrubbed it from my wall, I have the picture. And you can see all the people that liked it and people that did smiley faces like mocking me. They were laughing. They disappeared, those people. They normally do. But I take pictures. The Hurricane Dorian, I took a picture of that, even though it's still on my wall. You can search walls, by the way. If you go to the person's profile, there's it says search this page, this wall. You can look at it that I said Hurricane Dorian is going to hook. And when I said that, somebody attacked me and started mocking me immediately and said it just got upgraded to a Cat 5, dude. You better remove this post. That's what they said. And I was like, crap, maybe I missed it. That's immediately what the devil said to me. And I started to waver in my faith. I said, maybe I should take it down. Maybe I didn't hear from God. That's possible. And I fell asleep. Thank God I fell asleep. 
because it was late at night. And I said, man, I I'm, I'm really look like an idiot now. I better go delete that. So then I saw the news. Hurricane Dorian hooked and went out to sea. And I was like, praise God. That was accurate. Thank you, Lord. I didn't look like a, a buffoon. So I heard God's voice. Now, here's the key. Maria has this gift too. Now, like Wolfenstein just said, he understands prophetic precedent. If someone is accurate and has a track record, like I just explained to you, that she got the date before when she was leaving, and it was she could prove it to you, she could show it to you. Everything we have, we can prove. We're not just, you know, that's another problem. There's so many Christian bullcrappers. Okay? Bullcrappers. You either put up or shut up. Provide the track record. Provide the evidence. Or you don't, you don't have it. Okay? You could talk to people. You could talk to Antonia. She was in the church when I stood up and said the Twin Towers would fall. She was there. She knows the FBI investigated my, came to the church because I was reported by Christians. You could talk to these people and confirm the word was accurate. You could talk to Tom Hewitt. He was there too. So, and even, what's his name? The fake Jew guy. What do we call him now? Uh, he was Redbeard, then he yeah. became Squirrelbeard, and now he's... He was Redbeard, he became a Squirrelbeard, Graybeard for a while. But what, what the hell do we call him now? He's like into these crazy... Doc- what's his new doctrine? Uh, <laughs> Beam me in Scotty. Yeah. Oh, Jesus beamed into the womb, took on no attributes of human nature, human flesh for Mary, grew in the womb as kind of a non-human, not human, but non-human, and not to destroy Mary's hymen, because, you know, God couldn't restore that, um, beamed out of the belly of Mary. And came out with not human flesh, but human flesh. So says the delusional nitwit. Okay, this is what's happening to people, bro. Listen, you start letting in pads of leaven, it's going to grow. Okay, and this whole trying to be a Jew doctrine ain't working out. People are being turned over to delusions. This whole doctrine of beam me up Scotty of, of the baby Jesus is whacked. And it takes away from the power of the cross. That's right. Because the lineage from Adam is important, guys. Extremely important. The curse of death had to been, had to been brought to, to the cross. For it to break there, it was a curse. That's right. That's why it says that our sin nature and sins are also nailed there. They died there because of that. Just because Jesus took on the nature of man and he had to to be be tempted, how would temptation work on the nature of God? Duh, not so good. 
So that whole Jesus beaming into the gut and then beaming out not to, to save the hymen, this is crazy. He had to have been tempted. If you have no nature, human nature, the sin nature is not there for the temptation. You don't know. Plus, you can't even kill God. It's a point in the man that die wants, not God. So he had to be in human form. He was 100% human, 100% God. That's right, and he was victorious because he took on the nature of man, and he didn't stumble around in it like we do. He walked the line. He was tempted. He was victorious. It's taking away from the power of the cross. Stupidity. So, here's the deal. That fake Jew wannabe, he knows because he was there about the Twin Tower dream. And he tries to ride my coattails with that one. That's pretty funny. He's like, well, I said it too, kind of. But I didn't want to say nothing. Give me a break. You knew it too, but you didn't want to say anything. You know what? I went on Prophet.org and posted it over there. They also reported me to the FBI. When you're a true prophet, you speak it out. Foolishness. And you know what? We want a prophet's reward. I know that Wolfenstein wants the prophet's reward. I know... Allen wants a prophet's reward, and I got news for you. A prophet's reward is protection in times of turmoil on the judgments of God are rolling. Right? Was it the Shumanite woman that gave up the meal, the last meal of bread, Allen? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I remember her making a cake for Elijah, and then that's when all that oil came to all her jars and they were able to pay off all her debts and she had enough for the rest of the famine. I haven't been able to find it. I do apologize. All right, so we just exclude you from this. Uh, Wolfenstein, okay. do you remember that verse? Um, yeah, that, well, that's where, This you know, is like, we, like unprepared and, here. We don't even have verses, but... You know, he said, you know, bake me a cake and... Um, and, you know, she Make prepared the prophet first. Yeah. Yeah, and she she made a cake for Elijah, and he said, you know, make a cake for me first, and the uh, oil and the and the, uh, the meal shall not fail. Uh, well, well, listen, what I'm trying to say is she received the prophet's reward. Okay? Was she protected? Okay. Protection comes to them that aid the prophetic and move in the prophetic. And if you have to be warning and you have to be moving in your calling and laying it out there to the people. You can't be hiding and saying, well, I kind of meant it. No, you have to put your, you have to go on the line and put it out there. Just the way I'm about to do right here. Richard, I found it. Look, we, we finally found a verse. This is it. the most professional biblical radio show in the world. We have no oh, Bible I, verses. We just come out here. So, Alan, it, do we it, have it a Bible is. verse? Yes, you know, I can read the whole... Uh, no, I don't want you to read the chapter, bro. Uh, she was okay, dying, uh, right? She had no food. First, 
Yeah. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter. Uh, sorry. First Kings chapter uh, 17, verse 13. He said, fear not, go do as thou hast said, but make me a little cake first and bring it to me. And after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She went and did according to right. saying Elijah, she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord. Right. She supported the prophetic. And because she did, she received the prophet's reward. Understand this? Does anybody get it? Yes. You can receive a prophet's reward by supporting the true prophetic. Not the flim, flam, flippy, flapper fakes. You are going to receive a delusional reward for that. You know, this, this, let me, I don't understand people, man. Really. Let me just lay it out for you. All right. I've been on the radio 25 years. We've had prophetic word after prophetic word confirmed, documented that have come to pass, including the World Trade Center. Including all the elections and calling them out. All these things that the Lord gave us wisdom on. We couldn't have done it without the Lord's wisdom and dreams. Now, if I was going to invest in a hedge fund or something, I would research the track record of that hedge fund. I would, I mean, <laughs> call me crazy, but I would be like, hey, um, can we check to see how accurate you guys are? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, let's check out our, our portfolio. Um, if I see loss, 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 I would not go with that person. Do you understand that? I get it. You might like the person. If they're failing at their calling, you shouldn't be investing in it. Do you get it, man? Now, if, you, if you're investing, I'm just giving you an analogy. I'm not talking about money. You can support a prophetic ministry with prayer, with sharing the prophetic words that are accurate to get the word out for warning. Many ways. Not just money, not a cake, although a cake would be sustaining. And she received the prophet's reward and sustained in the time of the famine. Now, if you were looking for a hedge fund and you found one and said, hey, can I take a look at the portfolio and uh, the prospectus here? And you saw win, 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 green, 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 boom, bingo. Let's just ask Alan. Alan, which hedge fund would you put your dime on? I would put my many dimes on the hedge fund that had a clear track record of continual wins because obviously they've laid hold, they've laid hold on how things work so they can profit. Uh, Jesus said, uh, a tree is known by its fruit. And uh, this, this uh, prophetic ministry of yours 
it's a tree and it bears good fruit. Praise God forever. Amen. Wolfenstein, which hedge fund would you go with and why? Explain why. Well, Rich, of course, you're going to look at a hedge fund that has a track record, a set of precedents of uh, making profit and predicting accurately the movement of stocks, just like the prophetic. Why wouldn't you go with the, one that's a, with the one that's a failure? Why won't you pick them? Maybe they're nice people, right? Well, of course, if they got a precedence of bringing forth uh, false information, they're going to continue on that track, and and of course, they're going to you're going to lose money. But you know how it is, though. You know, we put out prophetic words, and they're accurate, and we're the more hated. You know, that's what I've experienced. And it's not like people support the true prophetic; they like to support the false prophets and the ear ticklers, and they like to like abundantly give money into that which is a lie. But those who speak the truth and those who have the accurate track record of the prophet, they hate them and gnash their teeth at them. Now that is what the Bible says will happen, and that is what I've experienced, that's what you've experienced, and that's what is you know every true prophet out there is experiencing from the world and from most of the church system is they gnash their teeth when you bring the true prophetic. So it has almost an adverse reaction from people, even though it's the truth, just like with the Lord. So it tends to bring greater persecution the more accurate you are prophetically. Instead of... Um, now, why that is, mm, it seems that people have a bend. They're bent towards error and deception and having their ears tickled even within the true church which is a kind of a you know a, a a puzzling dilemma that that we face in the end time you know the days right. of noah the days of lot you know where it's very few who have ears to hear what the spirit of god is saying okay well i think you probably would go with the one that had a track record that was good right i mean uh, of course I would, and you would, and Alan would. But what people do, they tend to mobilize toward the herd. And we know that the, the herd, you know, is in error. The herd follows the wrong path, the broad path. But it's only that, that narrow path. Yeah, the remnant, what I find is that it's only the remnant who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We got to deliver the, the word, though. We have to. We have to keep putting it out there. Now, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, when when the Lord, but here's the key. The key is we have to deliver the word of the Lord, not like you say, this flim flamsy, these you know, psychic prophets that prophesy on demand. We only give a word, like you and I. We only give a word when we're getting a word from the Holy Spirit, whether it be. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, a prophetic dream, a prophecy, an unction, a revelation. We only give it when we're receiving a genuine unction from the Holy Spirit, where these other people prophesy on demand for mammon. It's almost like, you know, you look at that um, error that uh, Balaam, you know, where he would prophesy for reward and for money. 
And the Balaam prophets, or we should say false prophets, seem to be everywhere. And it's kind of like the days of Elijah when he challenged the uh, prophets of Baal, right? The prophets of Baal and the prophets of Balaam, they are everywhere. But what they need to do is they need to look for, as, as you're saying there, the one with the track record of accuracy. And the true prophetic will have a precedence of being on target because it's the word of the Lord. It's not their word they're bringing, but it's the word of the Lord they're bringing. It's what they have heard via the Spirit of God through many revelatory gifts, whether it be prophetic dream, word of knowledge, it, word of wisdom. It's common sense to want to check something to see if, it's, if it has a chance of being accurate. It should be common sense. I believe God has Amen. given everybody the gift of common sense. Well, okay. there's not a lot of discernment left. Yeah, but what about the... common sense? I mean, if you're going to well, the common call... sense. Yeah, you know, but common sense seems to go out the window when discernment goes out the window. It's like people do not have, it seems like most of the church, let's look at what the church is doing in America. Do they have discernment? Well, no. That's why people like yourself, myself, and a few others, very few actually, you know, speak the true prophetic word, and, but yet the discernment's not there in the church. They don't have discernment. They're not trained to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So they they gravitate towards the lie, towards the ear tickling, towards the flim flam. But yeah, we need to blow the trumpet louder, try to wake them up from their delusion. Yeah, it reminds sure. me, I don't know if it's uh, Jeremiah, should we use Bible man? Um, Alan, where is the story in Jeremiah with Hananiah? Is that he slapped back at? Uh, let me us. let me dig up. Uh, is Jeremiah that Hananiah in Jeremiah sixteen? All right. Um, I'd have to look it up. Do you want One sound moment, effects please. for that? Hold on. Thanks. Jeremiah Hananiah. Here now, Hananiah. The Lord has not sent you. What this verse is it, bro? Thou shalt be cast off the face of the earth. What, it's like, like Jeremiah 28. 28? I was way off. Wow. Wow. The Lord hath not sent you. That's right. what we okay. need to proclaim. Let's the Lord touch on this. not yeah. sent you. Yeah, yeah. Let's touch on this story because it's nobody was crowding around Jeremiah. If you read the account, Jeremiah was aloof on the side. They were all surrounding Hananiah, who looked good. He had a biblical-type name, right? Powerful name. Um, he had all the attire of a prophet. and He, he probably was, had a really nice beard, too. Probably had a beautiful beard. And he was saying, Nebuchadnezzar will not enter in here. The Lord will break the oak and chain of... You know, he had this big declaration. And in mock... And this is, you know, everybody has this... Well, you guys are mockers, you know, like we're bad. Well, guess what? God mocks the falsenessness. It's a, it's biblical precedent to do it. Because guess what? Jeremiah mocked him here. He said, amen, like that. Right? Can you find that, Alan? Am I making it up? He said, amen. No. He knows it was bullcrap, but he said amen anyway in a mocking way. 
Alan, and prove me right. Does it say that? Okay, I'll read it from verse 10. Literally, it's when he says amen, mocking. He mocked him. He knew it wasn't going to happen. Now You know, uh, Elijah also mocked the false prophets of Baal. Well, I was getting right? into he that, but and we all know that one. But here's another one where he mocked him with that amen. You're supposed to prove me right. Well, I made the mistake of bringing up some non-King James oh, Bible man. version. Oh, man. And they, they probably took it out because, you know. I literally look wrong, some... man. Well, you know, it's not that you're wrong yet. Uh, I'm wrong but, now. Uh, well, I, I, man, let me see if I can find it. This, in is terrible. This, this is the most unprepared Bible show I've ever had. Let me look. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't personally see the Amen in dealing with. Let me, let me search this Are whole page for the me, word bro? Amen. I mean, is this let me, let me in a freaking fantasy it. land here? <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Look at verse six, page. bro. Amen. Look at verse six, man. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. All right, yeah, so I see it now. All right, go back one verse and then read it. Okay. Oh, now this stupid browser's in some this strange guy, what, what mode. What are you using, bro? Okay, I got it. Okay, okay. Go back one verse. Then the prophet Gee, Alan had his Java this today. Is the most, I, don't think, I, I, I don't think Alan had his Java today. I think he's well, like that, It's your fault, Wolfenstein, because in the morning when I talk to Alan, he's always juiced up. Yeah, well, he's like motor mouthing, uh, attacking people, and everything. He, he, he needs he needs an afternoon Java boost. Uh, yeah, because you make us hang and, around all day and our caffeine high wears off. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I, I repent of that. I'm We're sorry. miserable right now. Wow, Wolfenstein repented. Wow, I have more respect yeah. for you now. Even more. Praise the Lord. You want to put that as a ringtone on your phone? <laughs> I don't need to posterize them like that today. Listen. No, no, that's not. I, I'm not just going to label us the most unorganized Bible show on the planet. No, don't say that. It's a terrible thing to no, say. No, it's okay. Today. There's nothing wrong with that. We we go on the fly. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. So, then. you know, we just try to get it when we can oh, if we don't get it we don't get it but i think see, we got the, it see the fact that uh we could be so disorganized and the lord would still grace you with accurate prophetic words and dreams and well, your really life Maria. shows yeah. how gracious god is amen can you literally prove me right did he mock him with yes. the amen then the yes verse uh, verse uh, let's see, Jeremiah 28, verse 5. Then the prophet Jeremiah said unto the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the presence of all the people that stood in the house of the Lord. Right. Even that, even the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform thy words which thou hast prophesied to bring again the vessels of the Lord's house and all that is carried away captive from Babylon into this place. Nevertheless, nevertheless, hear now, hear thou now this word that I speak in thine ears and in See? the ears of all the people. Right. He's giving him the real word. Yeah, and now comes the real word. Yes. He Amen. knew it was fake. You understand? Yes. So the <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. It's equivalent to saying bull crap. He yes. said, Amen. <laughs> but hear the real word of the Lord now. And you know what the real word of the Lord was? That that what? prophet would die. Yeah. That's what happened to him. 
Yeah, verse 16. What is it? I think he had a year left. Right? Yeah, he said, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast you from off the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. This is what I'm saying, man. You want to... <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You want to step up against the real prophetic words of God. You are in rebellion. You are re in rebellion because you're tainting the warning. It's God's will for people to get ready, real, and right to repent and understand that the hammer's coming down. You can't be perverting that and saying, no, the Lord says this. <laughs> it's not going to work out. He said, amen, but it's not going to happen. He mocked him. And after he mocked him, gave him the right word, and then said, oh, by the way, you're going to die. And then it says he died. You understand? So it yes. was not amen in a way that he meant, <laughs> that's right, that's going to happen in agreement. No, it was a mocking. Obvious in the context of what happened. What's the context of what happened? He gave him the real word that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come in. And then also, oh, by the way, you will die, Hananiah. That's the context. So he was not in agreement with that false prophetic word. He mocked it. Now, you should be mocking the false prophetic. You should be. What do you think? Like Wolfenstein just said. What do you think Elijah was doing up on that mountain jumping around over there? He said, oh, wait, hey, wait, what's your God and the crapper? Right? That's what he was saying, yeah. right, Wolfenstein? Yeah, yeah, what's he on the throne there? You know, he's talking about, uh, you, you go on vacation, you know, is he in the, you know, is he in the bathroom, you know, on the throne? Uh, you know, it's like. He's mocking them. Yeah, he was mocking them. Yeah, he was a total mockery, and he was saying, where is your God who you're cutting your flesh for? So obviously, the God that they were crying out to, who requires people to cut their flesh, and they, and they still cut their flesh today, by, by the way, is the God of this world. And the problem is the God of this world doesn't have the same power that the God that we serve has, the Lord God Almighty, the God of heaven and earth, the God the Lord Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords, the almighty God. So we serve him, and he's got all power on heaven and earth. And uh, they're crying out to this uh, fallen angel, who was known as Lucifer, who now we call Satan, and they were cutting their flesh to him. And yeah, Elijah mocked their false god, which we do today, this day. We mock him as well. Well, I got a message yeah, for you. All, I got a message for they you. They can say all. Yes. Ready? You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. Wait for it. 
You aren't. Did you get it? Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Did Wolfenstein what, receive it? What did he, yeah. You, you finally received it, huh? You normally Alan gets that one. Now I, I think it uh I think it ricocheted off uh Wolfenstein's beard and went back into space. Yeah, Wolfenstein <laughs> Wolfenstein's almost in a state of shock. He just can't believe what just okay, happened so, to him. Yeah. Okay. Are you so okay, you Wolfenstein? Saying? You okay? Well, what do you, I, no, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. What do you mean? Uh, you want it again? Here we go. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. <laughs> this, this is completely going over his head. I got to love it. I'm, I got to do it again. What, what movie is that from, Alan? Uh, I think it's from that movie where Ben Stiller so, so, was so, so, a bro, model. What, 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 is, what does that have to do with us talking about, you know, these people cutting their flesh and they're crying out to Satan for, you know, the, you know, for deliverance that, that when there is, is called, none? What you were saying was so heavy that that's called an intermission. Oh, I got yeah. it. But that's what they're doing. They're still cutting their flesh. Intermission. You know, it's happening in the church. It, you're making and me want to do it again. And, and they're not getting the answer they're looking for. Don't make him Zoolander, you. Listen, Wolfenstein's right, man. He Listen, we mock the falseness because... I was on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and they had 1.5 million people on there. He's, the, my wife's coming in now with the prophetic word from the Lord. And it's this big thing. The wife rolls out there. And thus saith the Lord, <laughs> things will get bad. And I'm like, oh, and then, but remain your eyes on the Lord, period. And I'm like, I waited for this. It's like I bought my popcorn. I had everything ready. And it was like, you know, so generic. And then 1.5 million people were like, wow, did you hear that? And I'm like, is this a comedy show? You know, it's like an SNL skit, right? But yeah. it's like Wolfenstein said, they're magnetized to that type of stuff. They don't want something specific I, I don't know if it's fear. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to read Maria's dream right now. Okay? Um, let me switch over to the screen. And then we can elaborate on it. And again, we touched on earlier that Maria has gotten dream. I, that's probably why the Lord gave it to her. Because she has gotten date dreams accurate. You understand? When you get date dreams accurate, maybe God gives you more. How about that? Amen. So, all right, let me read it. So she received this dream. So Maria Keltner, 10-16-2023. This is the dream and the warning. This is a prophetic warning. We are releasing. Okay? This was 10-16-23, but... What's today's date, Alan? Today's the 
Today is 1028. October yeah, we're late. 28th, we're a little bit late. Yeah. So Maria says, I was standing on the side of the road facing fields of newly cut green stalks of rice. At the end of that field was a long mountain, which I could see the end part of one side of the mountain. While I was looking out to the rice field, a young man approached me and said, I will show you the fields of my father. I instantly recognized this young man and know him as a young pastor's son. By the way, that, his name is Joshua, that guy. The name is important, guys. Joshua, remember. I looked, him in, looked to him and said, the rice has been harvested. Then the young man named Joshua said to me, follow me and I will show you the fields of my father. It's behind that mountain. And so I followed him as he walked through the dirt paths among the rice paddies. I looked up and saw that it would take both of us a longer time to get to the other side of the mountain. I said to him, we might as well take a shortcut by walking through the paddies. He replied, you have to follow my lead on the dirt path. There are snakes in the paddies. Then we walked until we reached the one end of the mountain. <clears throat> Upon reaching that end of the mountain, I looked up to the horizon, and all I saw were fields of endless greeneries of rice plants. But in the middle of the horizon was a small square fence with just enough room for an animal to move around. And the inside, and the inside that fence was a brown cow. In the inside of that fence was a brown cow. Then the young man stopped walking and said to me, this is the field of abundance. But I replied, there's a cow. We need to feed this cow if you want. I could come back here tomorrow and feed the cow. Then he said to me, there is someone who feeds the cow every day, but I will come back to the harvest, to the field in one year. Then after that, there is no more harvest. Dream ends. Okay. Now, to me, that's pretty much got some God stamps on it, if you ask me. No? I mean... Um, it kind of has that godly dream feel to it. Am I wrong, guys? Am I the only one discerning that? I like the fact that the first person she talked to was named Joshua, which is the English version of the Hebrew name, Yeho, you know, Yehoshua, which is the Hebrew version of uh, Jesus, which is Savior. So, amen. So, I like okay. that. That's a good mark, uh, for instance. Brother Wolfenstein, who did not get the too cool for school joke. You're not mad um, at us, you are know, you? 
Uh, no, no. Listen, uh, yeah, there's several things there. You know, you got the one year twice because you got the cow. You know, the cow in the time of Joseph with his dream, the seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Each cow represents a year. So you got one cow, one year, and then you got in one year I will return for the harvest, and then there's no more harvest signifying the final year, the final one cow, which kind of correlates with what we spoke on in one of those messages about the famine. You know, where I was talking about we're in that transition year, the final year of plenty, going into the night season, the seven years of famine. So that kind of like like correlates with the word we gave. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what we were saying on the broadcast just recently that, you know, we're in that final transition year of uh, the seven years of plenty going into the seven years of famine because we're transitioning from the the day to the night season and the night season is a seven year period. Do you get a so, sense that this do you get the sense this is from God? Yeah, I do. I think that that's a a confirmation to the word we brought on the uh the famine that's coming in recent broadcasts. Alan, do you get a sense this is from God, this dream? Um, yeah, do you, you think what? it's a I'm pizza dream is what I'm trying to ask you. What did you say? Uh, is, do you think it's a pizza dream? Do you know what that is? Oh, it's 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 not a pizza dream. It, it needs to be taken seriously. It's always good to prepare for evil times to come. It's always good to have plenty of food stored. Uh, but it's definitely a dream that should perk up our ears, especially since child sex trafficking has resumed through the southern border, especially since there's uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 million new illegal aliens in this country since Joe Biden became president. Um, It's going to be some grievous days coming up. That's for certain. Amen. Okay. So when she went back to sleep after that dream, she had another dream. And I've been talking to her about how am I going to feed all these cats, you know, if there's a supply chain breakdown. And I told her, because I, I, I had a dream of fishing, I said, maybe I should get some fishing poles, because there's plenty of fish around here. I could feed the fish to the cats, you know, to keep them going. And um, the second dream she had, I was, she saw me handing one of the cats a, a flayed fish. So that's kind of in context of a stamp of understanding. It has to do with famine. Because a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it has to do with the time of the Gentiles closing. I get it. It might have the duality to it. Sometimes dreams have that. It could mean also that. They can coincide with one another. Incidentally, it's important to note that that Mount Carmel happened uh, three and a half years into a seven-year famine. Elijah prayed after that, and a man's hand appeared in the clouds, which you know how, what I think is mid-trib. But that was 3.5 years into a seven-year famine. Elijah was praying, praying. Look, do you see a cloud? Do you see a cloud? And then it says one that looks like a man's hand. Get it? And that was three and a half years in. These are all little Easter eggs, for lack of a better term, where I get the mid-trib. Okay, I'm not pre, I am mid-trip. Now, um, that that was during the famine. Now, understand that the dream that Joseph (coughs) interpreted that Pharaoh had, um, Pharaoh said that 
Uh, let's just read in Genesis, Genesis 41. Wow, I feel prepared. That's weird. Alan, I had a verse ready. Oh, you want me to read it? No, I'm just letting you know I was prepared. Well, maybe because you're the one who gives out the verse. No, you should literally so say, wow, that's, that's powerful, you know? All right. Well, good, good for you, guy. Yeah. All right, so well, Genesis... One thing I see with the dreams... I'm literally going to read the Word of God. You can't over-talk the Word of God. Okay, go ahead. Because it, it would destroy you. So No, it's not going to destroy you. The me. Word of God has power, man. So, Genesis 41, when two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile River, when out of the river there came out seven cows. This is what Wolfenstein was just talking about. You can see the linkages. There's a linkage between Maria's dream, meaning the cows being years. It's right here, man. Okay. Out of the river there came seven cows, sleek and fat. What Wolfenstein say, the seven years are plenty, right? And they grazed among the reeds. We just saw this in the dream she had. These are very, there's very similar, when you look at the very similar. Now, verse 3, after them, seven years, other cows, ugly and gaunt, came out of the Nile and stood beside those that, on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt, ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up, and he fell asleep again. And the second dream, seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up after he had the dream. Now, we, I can see similarities, right, Wolfenstein? Do you? Yeah, of course. You know, you got the cow representing one year, and then, of course, the, I think it's the Lord speaking, Joshua, I'm returning in one year for the final harvest, and then no more harvest. So we're in that transition year, which is what we spoke about in a couple broadcasts ago, was that we're transitioning from the day to the night season, from the seven years of abundance to the seven years of famine. And we're in the transition year now, and then Maria got the dream confirming that that you're, we're in that final year, and this is the transition from day to night, and the tribulation is about to begin. We have one more year. Right. And this is on Wolfenstein and my wife. I had nothing to do with it. So if it doesn't happen, and we have, Trump is in office, and we have pizzas flying out, and everybody's eating, you know, I'm going to whistle on by. All right? Blame Allen. So, you can't blame me. That's funny, though. That's really funny. I Good would. One. Okay. Well, right. well, Alan, you're the one that um, that, that, that that's, that's reading the scriptures. That you're reading the scriptures. You're you're green, right? It, so we, we can't. Don't say it, Womanstein. Don't say it. Don't say it. 
Well, don't Ooh. say what. Ooh. Well, I invite you to graciously not bring up what I think you're going to bring up. I invite Ooh, you from got the a very great unswerving benevolent graciousness of your heart. Let me get no, wait, we, I think now. we're all in we're all in agreement that this word is from the Lord. I got to so, get let's get ready to rumble audio here. I think we're all This in is when Alan don't here. have enough coffee. This is why we're going to do it in the morning, man. We are lack of coffee. Yeah, here. yeah, Alan's Alan's having some uh I haven't had any coffee today. You are right. Oh, man. When you don't have coffee, forget about it, Caffeine withdrawal. Classic caffeine withdrawal. If I wore a hat, I tip my hat to your prophetic accuracy. I did not have any coffee today. Praise the Lord. Wow. Wow. Okay. He's on a coffee binge. Reverse coffee binge. Yeah. You know... Coffee fact, fast? That, that dust up I had earlier today with uh, that very kind, gracious lady of the Lord, I can, uh, you know, I should have had more coffee. It's, it's probably, it's my fault. I, I should have been, anyway, amen. Oh, man. Can't go. Do this. Well, I guess we got to get a new audio for Alan, like. Like what? Tonight. <laughs> That sounds an awful For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, from the capital city of the United States of America, Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! We're going to have to make that Alan's Lack of Coffee intro. Praise the uh, Lord. Yeah. One thing I want to point out with the dream, whenever the Lord repeats We're not something, on the dream anymore, bro. Well, we got to get back on there. Whenever no. the Lord repeats something, he wants us to take notes. So here in the dream, we're getting the one year repeated twice. So we got the cow representing one year, the final year of plenty. And then the Lord's returning in one year for the final harvest and then no more harvest so we yeah. have it twice hey we delivered There's... we delivered the word here today and we showed you specifically how a cow can be relevant to a year because there was seven years in joseph's interpretation Amen. and uh i would say unto people listening to this broadcast um Oh, I know what I wanted to touch on. Um, let's talk about save your life, you'll lose it, people. That Christian bumper sticker, people. Uh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. There is biblical precedent for preparing for a storm. Let's ask Alan. Alan, when yes. Joseph heard this dream, what did he do, Alan? When Joseph interpreted the dream to Pharaoh, Pharaoh knew that, yeah, Joseph said you could prepare for this by storing from the seven years of plenty against the seven years of famine. Ooh. So preparations started um, once Pharaoh appointed him the uh, governor of Egypt. It's right, good let, to let prepare me, for tough times. Let me Christian bumper sticker you. Go ahead. Uh, didn't he save his life and lose it then? 
I think you're bringing up Matthew 16, verse 25. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. What Jesus is talking about saving your life to lose it, he's talk, Jesus is talking about, the Lord Jesus is talking about that sinful, sick, pre-Christian self that we were before we got born again. The New Testament talks about the old man three times, and every time it speaks of it, it speaks of it in the past tense. That old man that existed, your pre-Christian sinful sick self, died on the cross with Jesus. Now there's only new man, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. You are a new creature. You walk in newness of life. You've been circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Uh, you're free from, you're dead to sin. You're free from sin. Uh, you're baptized into Jesus Christ, etc., etc. It's the word of God also tells us that the Lord Jesus and King David and the Apostle Paul all did flee people who wanted to destroy them at various times in their lives. So it's okay if someone wants you dead for you to run away. Even, I guess, Elijah even booked out one time. And I'm not, that's, that's not to their discredit at all. When someone wants you dead, it's rational and, and logical to go away somewhere else. So in that way, Joseph stored up food from the years of plenty so that many people would be saved alive and, and not die from this famine that God graciously told Pharaoh about. And also um, another way people think that uh, save your life and lose it, they think, oh, you know, if they're, if they're, they're gonna come for me, I'll just, I'll just lay down and I'll let them kill me, no big deal. Well, but the scripture also says, uh, God teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Now that doesn't mean we're supposed to delight in war because there's another verse that says, uh, uh, God scatter the people that delight in war. We're not supposed to de delight in war, but we are supposed to prepare for it because uh, as, one, uh, as one poet of man once said, uh, it is a man's sacred duty to prepare. So we prepare ourselves against evil times by storing up food, having a getaway plan, having some weapons, etc., etc. And as we live out this uh, Christian life, amen. How did I do? Yeah, I mean, you know, nice seven-minute explanation. Um, seven minutes? Point five. Come on. Ah, you're kidding. Uh, Wolfenstein, um, how do you feel about that when we're warning people? Um, Alan just kind of split that down, that they're, they're in error trying to tell you that preparation's evil. It's actually the opposite, isn't it, Wolfenstein? That if God's telling you a storm's coming, there's nothing wrong with preparing for it. What do you, how, how do you feel, Wolfenstein? Well, the Word of God says that um, the wise man sees the evil day approaching. So there's discernment there. See, that, that, that's the whole thing with discernment, where we're talking about the church who's lost discernment. But the wise man, the wise virgins, the wise church, sees the evil day approaching what they because they still have discernment and the gifts are still operating and they can see ahead the evil approaching and it says and, and he prepares the wise man sees the evil day approaching and prepares and because of that he's preserved but it says the fool goes on to you know into this destruction because the foolish man the foolish virgins the foolish church does not see the evil day approaching does not prepare and then they go on to destruction. So the Word of God is clear that 
those who are getting discernment, those who have wisdom, the wisdom of God, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gifts operating, the unction. That's what Rich was talking about earlier. He was talking about the unction of the Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit kind of grips a hold of your spirit and gives you that word, you know, that's anointed. And the wise man sees that. He sees the evil day approaching. So, yeah, there's biblical precedents that when we see the evil approaching, we're to prepare. And it says that's wisdom. That's the wise virgins. That's the wise church that's in tune with God. But the foolish, the foolish virgins, the foolish church does nothing. And they get overwhelmed with the evil day and they perish. So we have that precedence. Plus, we, of course, we have Joseph with the seven cows of plenty, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine, another biblical precedence. And what does Joseph do? The dream of Pharaoh is interpreted by the prophetic unction from Joseph. Uh, God gives the dream to Pharaoh, but then he gives the interpretation through the unction of the Holy Spirit to Joseph, and he accurately interprets the dream, and he says, okay, we got to prepare. we got to take the seven years of plenty and store up and prepare for the evil day that's approaching. And there's another precedence. Then you got the days of Noah, in which Noah is warned by the Lord. He gets the unction from the Holy Spirit. He's the wise man that sees the evil day approaching, the time of the flood. Just like Joseph, the wise prophet, you know, interprets the dream, sees the evil day approaching. And what do they do? They prepare. You know, Noah, he builds the ark according to the word of the Lord. And what does he do then? He fills it with food. He actually stores up enough food for the evil day that's approaching that he's already got the unction from the Lord. He's already got the word of the Lord of the evil day that's approaching. So now I think what God's doing here is we gave two messages I'm going to say what I believe the dream is. The dream is a prophetic confirmation from the Lord on the two previous words we gave on the staff of bread being broken and famine coming, in which we were discussing how we're at the very end of the seven years of plenty represented by the seven cows that are fat. And we're in the transition year going from the day season to the night season, because there is a transition where you go from the plenty to the famine. And we're in that final year, the year of transition, in which I called it the twilight time because we're transitioning from day to night. And we have this time frame where it's kind of like not day, it's kind of like not night. It's kind of like we're transitioning into the dark. And we're there spiritually and soon, naturally, physically, we're going to be there. And the, so the dream is a prophetic warning from the Lord confirming the two prior messages we gave on this broadcast about the staff of bread being broken. And when God breaks the staff of bread over a nation, you better know that things are going to change drastically. Like you're not going to be eating pizzas and eating things just like at will. You're going to be in a time of famine. You're going to be in a time where there's not enough. You're going to be in a time of hunger, a time of starvation. So I believe this is a dream coming from the Lord, the signs are stamped all over it, and God is confirming the word we have already brought to those listeners that heard the prior messages about the famine that's on the way. So we are accurately seeing the evil day approaching, and the Lord graciously 
is confirming that through Maria's dream in which God is speaking and saying, yes, you have one more year and then no more harvests. Yeah, this could and be... And um, we are... Sorry, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry, what was that? We, yeah, we, so, so we're in that, that final year of transition and we're at the point now where we should have been preparing for seven years. So if you haven't been... Now is the time, you know, you, you, the Lord's saying basically if you got one more year, and it's like when the Lord would say, verily, verily, I say unto you. Like he says, it, he repeats it. He, he, all through Scripture you can see where the Lord repeated something twice. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Basically the Lord's saying, hey, take note. Take note. This is really urgent. So he's repeating the one year. That's what I clearly see in the dream. He's saying, okay, you got one cow. One more year left. Right. Right. There's only one cow left in the pen. There's That's not right. seven. There's only one left, right? The cow's still eating. He's still being fed. It's still the years of plenty, but it's the last year of plenty because there's only one cow left in the pen, right? That's and, pretty and, heavy. And now we're on yeah. countdown. The, the clock's ticking. Tick, tick, tick. Time's going down. You know, picture, I, I'm having a vision right now of an hourglass. But the Lord showed me an hourglass. And, and the sand is like six, seven, six out of seven of it is gone, and it's one-seventh of it left, and it's quickly going down through the hourglass. I'm seeing that right now. So God is warning. He's confirming the warning we've already brought, and he's graciously brought a confirmation to Maria, uh, Rich's wife, in which she received a prophetic word from the Lord, that, okay, one year from now, and God repeated it, verily, verily, I say unto you, you have one year left, and then the harvest comes, and the harvest ceases. So you have one more year of plenty, and it's countdown, it's transition from day to night, so it's an right. urgent right. warning. Verily, verily, I say unto you, in right, one right. year I this... shall return. After this cycle here, we might see the beginning of the pangs of like the black horse. Uh, you might see, well, I, I would say, higher inflation. I would say uh, a measure of wheat for a day's wages. You're talking about three measures of barley for a denarius, a day's wages. So that's hyperinflation, guys. Now, let me explain to you when hyperinflation uh, takes place. You're going to see a lot of also violence because when people get more desperate, you're going to see more people wanting to take from others. So I'm letting you know that there's coming rough times also where we have to rely on our on the Lord, of course, but also take note for safety measures. Yeah, like you might want to put some deadbolts in. Like you might want to um, put some cameras up or something. Security. What, what you can do to protect yourself if we're going to see an uprise in violence and crime. Because when the supply chain goes down, people get desperate. And when gas is going to escalate, let's say it does... Let's, you know, you're not going to see truckers like like you are now. That's right. My friend uh, in Vegas, trucking business over there, he shut it down. He sold it. He said they're not making as much money anymore. 
because of the fuel prices, but what, what this idiot and the Obama administration are doing, not the Biden administration, the Obama administration, the Antichrist, are behind this desolation. And I got news for you. This is global. You look at Survival Lily on YouTube, her channel, uh, she's talking, she's preparing too. They're experiencing all this weird stuff over in Europe. Yeah, with the migrants, with the inflation, with food prices escalating. It's happening everywhere. This, guys, I get it. You want to be optimistic? I get it. But I just gave you a warning dream here from Maria, and she's had accurate dates before. That's why it's concerning. And again, if you want the proof of the accuracy of dates she's got, ask her. She'll provide it. And you'll say, oh, wow. You know what else is concerning, Rich? You know what else is concerning? Is that we just gave two words about the three, actually. Okay, so we discussed these very things, and we talked about this transitioning this this twilight time when we're going from day to night, the, the final year of the years of plenty going into the year, you know, seven years of, of famine. We, we discussed that. And then the dream came, you know, as it, it's like, yeah, that's even more concerning. But another thing that's concerning at the same time that this is happening, where we're discussing these dreams are these words on famine and we're seeing the evil day approaching and then Maria gets the dream and, and there's the twice the year that verily, verily I'm saying unto you, you got one year left. Then at the same time, we're entering into the time of Jacob's trouble with Israel and we got a war in Israel and we got a war in Russia with Ukraine that could escalate and either one of these could escalate into World War Three. And at the same time, we got Chinese rattling the saber and the North Koreans rattling the saber, and we got wars and war- rumors of wars everywhere upon the earth. And at the same time, we've got the economic downturn, and it's like all the pieces are coming together, and it's like all of a sudden we get this confirmation, verily, verily, one year. One, now listen, if you knew you had seven years to prepare, and you got seven years in, and you got seven cows that are in the pen, and you got like, okay, I got seven years. But all of a sudden, if the Lord shows you, Hey, you got one cow left in the pen. You're, you're down to one year to get Listen, ready. guys, um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm preparing for this. Uh, you know, we can only tell you, and I know you'll save your life, you'll lose it. You're not relying on the Lord. I get it. You believe what you want to believe. I believe what I want to believe, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and let you Christian bumper sticker me to death because I'm not stupid. The Lord showed me years ago in Long Island a blackout coming. I went out and bought candles and all this stuff. I had I was ready for the blackout. I had lanterns. I had oil, everything. And you know what? Everybody was coming to me. I had to give them candles. I had nine-hour candle cans. I still got some of them in the garage. And I was able to provide people and help them, you know, because nobody had lights. Some type of big transformer blew up back there in 2002. Maybe it was 2003. But there was no electric in Long Island for like two weeks, maybe. And I, God showed me it coming. And I went out and got prepared. And I know Christian bumper sticking me, you tried to save your life, now you should die. That's what you want to say to me, right? 
That's what you want to say. Because I, I went there and I bought the candles and I got prepared for it. I'm bad. No, I'm not. God showed me it coming and wanted me to be prepared. And I was able to bless other people and help them. Rich, can you please bring me a candle? I had to walk there to give them the candle because all the gas pumps were down. The gas pumps were down. You only had the gas that was in your car. That's it. The wise man sees the evil day approaching and prepares, but the fool goes on and is punished. I am preparing, guys. And let me tell you something. My mother knows because she... My ancestors came over here very poor from Poland. And every you, people talk about white privilege. My, my ancestors worked in, uh, in Pennsylvania down in coal mines. Okay? Polish, my aunt, Polish ancestors. And they were here for the Great Depression too. You think things got easy over here? During the Great Depression, working down there three miles under the earth. Three miles. Stacked in trolley cars with 50 people at a time. Black lung. Well, guess what? My mother told me that during the Great Depression, they all survived on sweet potatoes. So if you can learn how to do slips with sweet potatoes, you can ride anything out. There's enough nutrition in the sweet potato. Now, I can ask her maybe it was other potato. I don't know. But they couldn't cook them. So what they did was they get a tin can. They poke holes in the can with a knife. They get hot coals. They light the coals, put it in the can. They put a wire on the can long enough where they can spin the can around. So they start spinning the can around, and the coal gets so hot that the can is on like glowing now. Then they put the potato in the can, and they spin the can. And then after they're spinning, spinning, and spinning, the coal's heating up the can, and it, it cooks the potato. And then they would eat it. They would eat the potato. So they had a wire, a can, and a knife, and a coal. And the potato, the, the sweet potato. And they lived off that. So I'm trying to tell you, you can get potato bags on Amazon.com and grow them anywhere. As long as you get a couple of potatoes, you get the slips and you, you grow the slips and you put, get your potato bags. You get some compost, you get some garden soil. You put them in the bags, 10-pound potato bags with the window so you can watch them grow. And you can grow them anywhere because it's a bag. And you could survive off them like my ancestors did. I'm telling you the truth. They lived off them. They didn't have any food back then. It was called the Great Depression. There was not much food. So I don't know if this thing coming is going to be like that. But I'm always a man of better safe than sorry. You ever hear that expression? Like, I carry an air pump in my car. I make sure Maria has an air pump. I make sure Maria's got that green uh, stuff. What, I forgot what it's called. For the tires. Uh, I make Take sure she's... What? What? 
Fix a flat. Cake what? Never mind. Okay. What'd you say? Fix a flat. No, not fix a flat. It's green. It's okay. green gooey stuff. Okay. It's called frog or something. You don't know it, right. bruh? I, I just use fix yeah, a yeah. flat. Yeah, yeah. You're from the fix a flat generation. That stuff, like, yeah. it's you're so like, lame. You're less than seven years older than me. Oh, you're from that generation. Yeah, you're from Give the fixer flat generation, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about the good stuff, the green stuff. It's like cold lizard <laughs> or something. You're you're from that generation that had real bicycles. I'm from the generation that had, you know, big wheels, big wheels. So, yeah, I'm totally separate generation. Right, Richard? Okay, go on. I'll get you the name of it right now. Okay? You want to play okay. games? It's called Slime, bro. Playing, it's I called... I answered you it's in called, good faith. And no? It's called Slime 10011. Slime? Slime. Space... Uh-huh. 111. Okay. That's the good I'm stuff, si- bro. <laughs> you freaking fix okay, it flat. I'm- it's like 1980. Where you been, okay. bro? Check okay, out I've, slime. I've been- Check out slime. Okay. You know what? I'm okay. going to bring this slime up on the screen right now. How, how good of you. Your, your unswerving benevolence, just like Rick. Oh, like, gee. Uh, Those on Rumble see the slime, don't you? Okay. <laughs> Let's bring up the picture that Alan has no clue about. Oh, gee. Tire sensor safe. You know what's not tire sensor safe? Uh, fix it flat, bro. Fix it. Oh, yeah. really? I, I blew it then. I blew it. Okay. All right. So okay. what I'm trying to say is, you ever hear better safe than sorry? I have this yes. stuff we carry. We have gold AAA card. And, you know, I just like to be prepared. Maria's current dream like Wolfenstein just said, is the icing on the cake for the past three shows we've been doing, Staff of Bread, Sound of the Millstone, and the Black Horse Riding. Gee. And then Maria gets the dream. So, and then I had to dream about the fishing. And then Maria had to dream of me feeding a cat with a fish. Gee. When you put all these things together, it seems like some type of Black Horse Pang is coming. So I'm trying to give you some pointers, some pointers. You know what? Let me bring bring up potato bags. Uh. Well, you know, Rich, too, I think we need to emphasize, you know, a lot of people, they don't understand that this time frame, the time of Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation, the night season, is, you know, Jesus said it would be worse than any time in human history. So if you look at the worst famine that ever came, if you look at the worst wars that ever came, it's going to exceed those by far. Like this is not a thing where you just stroll through it. This is a time of great tribulation as such as the world has never seen. This takes. Yeah. We're not trying to scare anybody. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to scare any. A lot of people say that they accuse me of scaring them. I'm not accusing. I'm not. I'm not scaring you, bruh. I'm trying to show you that better safe than sorry. I have the potato bags on the screen right now. I just ordered these. I have these. So I'm going to or get ready to learn how to use this. And you could laugh at me. I don't care. You could call me Farmer Rich and all that. But 
I already know like how to grow cassava. I got several cassava plants growing again now. So I'm learning how to like harvest and I'm learning how to get fish. I got two fishing poles right now and I got two reels. I ordered the reel, but you know, I got to, I got to learn how to do that. Because there's all different rigs I got to learn about. You got the Carolina rig. You got all these different weights. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a big rabbit hole. So I got to learn how to do that. But I know the Lord will bless me to sustain and be able to bless others that don't want to prepare. Because they say that verse, you know, if you look to save your life, you lose it. They misinterpret that. Like Alan explained way earlier in the show, that's wrong. You should, like Wolfenstein said, when you see the evil day, you're preparing. And you want to... Rich, I just saw something. I just want to share this. I just saw a vision. I saw the numeral four, and then I saw four seasons, uh, fall, winter, spring, summer. I I clearly saw them change. And 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 I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, okay, you have four more seasons. So in other words, this is the last fall you have to prepare for what's coming. This coming winter is the last winter you have to prepare for what's coming. And then this spring will be the last spring you have to prepare for what's coming. So this is like an urgent warning. Like this is the last fall you have to get ready for the great evil day that's approaching. You know, the wise man sees the evil day as it's approaching. Right. We see it. You know, we were proclaiming it, you know, this broadcast three, three in a row. I was on two of those and we were saying, okay, we're in that transition time where it's the last cow in the pen. So when you look over at the pen and if you see seven cows, you've got some time. But if you look over at the pen and you have one cow and he's eating, but the Lord's saying, I'm coming back in a year and it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm harvesting everything. And it's the last harvest. And, that yeah. means this is the last fall you will ever have to prepare for that evil day that is approaching. And this winter, this is the last winter you have to prepare. So it's kind of like, it's like a double urgency with the one cow in the pen, and I'm coming in one year for the final harvest, and then the warning, there will be no more harvest. Whoa. Okay, yeah, well, I got you know, I'm, pre- listen, Everybody needs to pray on that dream. Pray on it for confirmation. Ask the Lord to confirm it to you personally. Um, it could be the beginning of some turmoil. It could be really a magnified turmoil. I don't know particularly yet. It could be just a pang, you know, uh, a hyperinflation hitting us, and then a pullback, and then it come again. That's how pangs work. Or it's like Wolfenstein said, it could be that extreme. I'm still trying to get a handle on it all. But I'm just noticing I might have got the wrong well, potato bags here, uh, which is even got, more concerning. You know, when, you got, when you look at the world scene, though, Rich, when you look at the world uh, and what's happening, the time clock, Israel, and it coincides. And you look at the prophecy. You know, there was a, a prophetic warning the Lord gave. He said, okay, the generation that sees Israel become a nation this will be the last generation. And he said that this generation shall not pass away until all things are fulfilled. Okay. So Israel became a nation in 48 
and we're at 2023. That's 75 years, right? So the generation that saw that, a newborn to 40 years old, would be now 75 to 115. There's the generation Jesus was speaking okay. about. 70, they're now 75 to 115 years old. And the Lord said, this generation, 75 to 115, will not pass away on the earth till all things are fulfilled. So how much time can okay. be left? Get ready, guys. You know, we got to start preparing for the storm. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm noticing my potato bags that I have on the screen here. I don't know if I got the ones for sweet potatoes. Now I got to go research that. But if anybody knows about how to grow sweet potatoes, can you let me know? Because I'm looking at the pictures of the ones I ordered, and they look like baby potatoes in there. And I don't want baby potatoes. I want to have sweet potatoes because I know my ancestors lived off them. So you know what's really good too, Rich, is you can they can get canned stuff. Canned stuff will last like four or five well, years. Are you coming if, against if my potato revelation, trade. bro? No, listen, I'm about to say something. I'm about to confirm your potato revelation. So you know, you, 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 listen. You're moving me over to cans, bro. You, you, no, 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 wait a minute. I didn't finish. Wait a minute. Okay, so I I, I have some stored up soup cans now. If it's mid trib, it's only three and a half years, right? It is mid trib. So canned goods will keep. Four, Right, canned goods will keep four to six years, right? So I've got this like lentil soup, right? And the other day I, I made some lentil soup and I cut up a sweet potato in it. And I mean, it was absolutely awesome. It was so delicious. And, you know, so I got this lentil soup with the sweet potato in it. So I'm practicing meals for what's coming. So you can, you can buy cases of, you know, lentil soup, different stuff. And if you got your, your potatoes, you can just oh, throw that in organic there. organic stuff that you're always eating? Well, I've got several different Alan, brands that I Alan, eat, but it, Alan, is he one-upping me on my potatoes? Potato, no, he I'm is, saying the sweet potatoes. I, I in, keep telling you, me, bro. Yeah, the beard does. No, 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 no. I'm confirming. I'm confirming. I'm saying. I'm saying it's a make great, Alan great thing. You heat up. Yeah. You heat you heat up your lentil soup. You throw your sweet potato, and you got a full meal, right? So you, people can bro, get ready bro, real, bro. real easy. You 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 one upping me on my potatoes, man. I, I'm trying to. You, you don't you, you don't like sweet funny. potatoes and lentil soup. Try, you got to try it. Yeah, because I'm trying to teach people how to resource the land here, man. Yeah, Martin. And you're like, hey, go get some cans, you know. But no, I'm saying a combination: the cans and and it grow the, the sweet potatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna get cans, bro. Huh? But I've been looking for some chili that don't have any pork in it. I don't like pork. Well, Alan and I, already, we, we resolved that. That's Silverado, man. It's porkless. porkless. I, what is it? Got three stars, it, bro? Black Angus? Three stars. Black Angus. How many stars? 4.8. You want to go through the turmoil of, of, of terror with the black horse chewing on some disgusting three-star chili? Nah, How are you going to make it, bro? This is the 4.7, 4.8 star stuff. Yeah, well, when I Gotta got flounders up, so. and fishes and stuff... Uh, yeah, you guys would be trying to get my food. Now, let me explain something to you right now. Every one of you can learn how to fish like I'm doing. Every one of you can learn the potato bags that I'm learning right now, which I don't know what I'm doing. Any of you that have any experience on this, please contact me because I want to grow sweet potatoes. These little baby potatoes they're showing in here, they don't look so good. Uh, but... Um, anyone that can recommend other ways also, uh, Wolfenstein's right. The canned things are very important. 
Uh, Alan also is very prepared for that. He also understands that. But Richard, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Stag Chili Silverado Beef, 100% natural, and it's 4.4 out of five stars. This ain't no. That's impossible, bro. I've already chili. researched that. I'm looking at it. I'll send it to you. I'll send no, it. No, 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 no. I got stuff, no. Bro. No, I got the screen up right now, bro. How do you spell it? Stag S T H. Let me send you the link. No, that's, no, no. I'm on the screen now. S T. You can't spell it. You can't spell it. Stag S T A G G. Chili C H I L I. Silverado, just like the truck. Beef chili. Oh, gee, I just found it. Stag chili. Which one? The Silverado beef. I got country brand. Is nah, it Angus? Silverado. Is it Angus? It's Silverado. Yeah. Oh, I can't. What do you mean? Yeah, you just said it's not, bro. It's not. It's not Angus. It's just regular beef. Four point four stars. Oh, gee, I found it. Okay. Okay. How is it? Uh, twenty nine dollars for a pack of twelve. That's it. That's it. Look. Silverado beef, right? Chili with yeah, beans. Yeah, it's right? got a four point four review, which is much higher than I thought. I'm sorry. I re- I repent. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Richard, you are so gracious. Richard sounds like the the toughest man in the world, but he is strong and he's also very gracious. Richard is much more Hold gracious. Hold on, I'm looking for a negative review to throw it back in your face. Uh, oh. Okay, I'm, I'm having a hard time reviews. finding one. So you can get me. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Oh, expensive <laughs> but tasty. How about that? Oh. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah. Expensive but tasty. That's a negative review right there, bro. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So these guys are on to something. I, I, I was wrong. It's okay, um, Richard. It's okay. They were right. This is good stuff to store. And like, Wolf, I'm a, I'm a pre-trip, I mean, a, a post, a mid-tripper. So like uh, Wolfenstein said, it will last. I believe in uh, mid-trip. I do not believe you're appointed to wrath. All you people out there that are saying you're appointed to wrath are in error, and you will be because your declaration will snare you. So says the book of Proverbs. Get on the mid-trib wagon with us. I'm telling you. I just gave you the revelation of the 3.5 years Elijah prayed. The man's hand appeared in the cloud as a cloud. Get it? 3.5 years into the famine. Get it? Now here we go. That's the meeting in the clouds. That's not the return later on. So you got the meeting in the clouds. That's not necessarily the return. That's a caught away. That's the twinkling of the eye. It's completely different than the return. Now, which, by the way, will be on Mount Olives. Because the angel said, likewise, he will return. It's that piece of land that you're seeing on the news right now over there. Now, Alan's right. This is good. So I'm going to load up on some of this. Uh, I was way off on that. I must have been looking at the wrong one. But uh, also, Legacy Foods has some good stuff. Potato bags. Maybe I'm wasting my time on my potato bags, man. You guys just made me feel like I'm I'm, I'm wasting my time. No, it's always no, good I was to saying that fresh, I, I've been eating I've been eating sweet potatoes in 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 the can stuff, it, and it really boosts it. You know, makes yeah. Well, it much I'm more, trying to uh, learn how to harvest, bro. So you know, I have no, two no, fishing no, poles. No, no, I have that, two two hey, fishing I I saw, poles, I saw, bro. I saw, 
Listen to this. Two. I saw people growing potatoes in five-gallon buckets, those five-gallon buckets, and, man, they were dumping them out, and they're just packed with huge potatoes. That's what I'm going to do, bro. In- yeah. Yeah, in a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Listen, guys, be prepared. Maria's dream is there. You could take it any way you want. You don't have to believe it. That's not my job to convince you. The Holy Spirit confirms things. After you hear this word, you might get a confirmation. Something might bear witness to you. You, yourself, could get a dream about a potato or something. But I just like being prepared. That's just how I am. And um, maybe I'm wrong. But even though I am wrong, I'm right in a way because I felt good about being prepared. I kind of just felt better. And if me feeling better (coughs) uh, makes me feel better, then it's better. Did that make sense, Alan? Yeah, the worst case scenario. Let's say. Wait a minute. What did I just no, say? I got all this. Yeah, no, that, 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 that was like a food. that was like a Confucius moment. Almost. Uh, I got all this food here myself. I'm storing for uh, because I see this uh, uh, mashed potato brains diaper filler in the White House, and you know the Democrats at work are like, people need to be more patient with him. Like, there's some great plan going on other than deliberate sabotage. But let's say you know by some colossal miracle. Donald Trump parachutes onto the White House lawn to a news crew and says, it's over. I'm taking over. And then the military is all behind him. And tomorrow, Donald Trump is president again and starts reversing all this deliberate sabotage. In that case, I would take all this stored food and I would take it to the nearest food bank and drop it off and get a big blessing from God because God shows great favor to those who remember and help the poor. Amen. Yeah, Alan's right. If we're wrong, sorry. And just take it to the food bank and let uh, people who've lost their job do this, you know, mashed potato brains diaper filler. Amen. If if things reversed, you can always eat the food as well, you know, because like Silverado chili, like I've had it, it's really good stuff. I mean, it's almost like homemade. It's like incredible. There you go, Wolfenstein. We're, Always thinking with your stuff. We're going to get knocked off because the voice meter only lets me do an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. So we, got we, are, we have no left. choice. Wrap it up. We have no choice. I can't believe left. we went this long because I wanted to go get beans to store up. But maybe I'll get that chili. All right, guys. 40 seconds. <laughs> we're just talking about having some preparation. If it's Maria's dream, we got to pray about it but it looks pretty serious and um pray about it learn to try to grow potatoes like i don't know how to do i did try to do one uh uh sprouts on them and they died so i didn't do that good they call them slips i think i had too much water or something so i'm trying i'm not really a good grower yet but i want to be so I'm trying to learn how to do that. I'm good at the cassava. My cassava growing good. All right, guys, watch your radio saying prepare and be ready. Take Maria's dream. Please pray about it. And um, I want to thank you guys for spending this uh, day with me here and having a good time with Thanks no coffee, us. by the way. Yeah, it was, it was a really good time. Thanks for having me, Richard. Yeah, and likewise. Stein, uh, I apologize for saying you always would think with your stomach like your Chewbacca or something. I apologize. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said that? I said that. You didn't hear that? Oh, man, that was nasty. Yeah, it was really bad. I'm sorry. I'm going to run that by Antonio. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm going to shut up now. (laughs) All right, listen. Wolfenstein, thank you for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Alan. Well, thank you for having me on, Richie. It was a wonderful time as always and great fellowship. Yeah. And I believe we are seeing the evil day approaching and we're getting confirmation from the Lord. We're on record with this. We released the dream. That's the most important thing. So God bless you all. We'll see you next week watching radio saying farewell. Bye, guys. Goodbye. God bless. God bless you. See you next week.